Hello again, my soul sister, and welcome back to the Unravel Me podcast. I am so excited, as always, that you are back with me again, and this one is going to be a touchy one for me. Um, if you don't know, I, I'm battling with a disease that really affects one in 10 women now. Um, and so that's what I'm going to be talking about. And the disease that I battle with is called PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, or PCOD, which is polycystic ovarian disorder. Um, I've heard it being said both ways, but you know, a lot of people don't know this about me that I have battled with PCOS since I was 10 years old. And I'm looking at my son because my son is 10 years old. And I am thinking about how young I was to be battling with something so horrendous, so embarrassing, so hurtful and you know I've been battling with this for so many years I'm officially 31 (laughs) I've been 31 for a few months now by the way but I've been living with this for such a long time so I want to kind of tell you my story about my PCOS journey from when I was a little girl up until now and how it has played such a drastic role in my life and I noticed that it plays a huge role in the lives of other women that I meet. You know, I remember being, you know, between 10 years old and 16 years old and not thinking that any woman had an issue like this. Uh, because it was not heard of. Um, I didn't find out that it was a real disease, really, until I was 16. And then I didn't know anybody else up until I was in my late 20s. And I had seen women, you know, grow facial hair and different things like that. And when I would ask them about it, they would say that they didn't have, you know, PCOS and they had never heard about it. And I came to realize it's because a lot of the women that I knew did not have insurance. They did not have any way of getting getting tested or finding out for sure if this is what they had. They just thought that they grew facial hair. And that was the only thing that I thought PCOS was, it, that it caused facial hair growth and I didn't have my cycles, my period. And... I, when, when I found out that it was really a real disease that actually happens, um, for, for one in 10 women, I mean, I was just so shocked and, you know, I thank God for Facebook because Facebook gave me access to thousands, like hundreds of thousands of women that battle with this and their symptoms are all different. And I noticed that, you know, from when I first found my first symptom up until now, that things have drastically changed in the makeup of my body. Now, the specific one that I really want to 
tell you about today because um, this is a this will be a long journey and 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 a long story to tell you about my journey with PCOS because I've had it all my life. Um, but I, I think this is very touchy for me because when I was 10 years old, I remember um, I had this huge crush on this um, guy. Of course, he's a little boy too. Um, and his name was Nicholas. <laughs> Never forget his name. I know his entire name, by the way. Um, but I remember like I was sitting at my desk and we had like our desk, uh, like four desks in a square. Uh, so hopefully you can picture that. And he sat right in front of me and you know, <laughs> um, I made it that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I remember we were doing work and like, like we were working in our group and he kind of like came over the table and like met met my face and I was looking at him and I was just for sure he was like Cherokee you're so beautiful oh my gosh you know and he looked down at my chin and he goes ew you're a man and I was like what no I'm not I'm a girl and you know, I realized that what he saw was two little whiskers that was right in the center of my chin. And they were thick, little curly whiskers too, and long. And I have no idea why. I, I guess I'd never noticed it because, you know, I never thought that I would grow hair on my face because I was a girl. And so when he saw that, of course, he said it so loud, so everybody heard him. And then for, you know, that was the first time that I really got made fun of, like, badly. And I was called a boy and a man, that I was a boy in a girl's body. And, you know, so being 10 years old and you wondering, okay, I'm a girl, so why am I growing, you know, hair on my face? Thank God we didn't have YouTube because our web in our our web web can I say that our web MD there you go because if we would have had those I probably would have really thought something was you know way worse wrong with me but I realized over the years as I started to you know hit puberty it started to grow more. And then I started to grow hair, you know, in other places. And I started to notice that the other boys were growing hair the way I was growing hair. So, you know, I would try to sneak and shave. I'll try to sneak and put makeup on and I'll get in trouble for trying to wear makeup because I felt like a girl. I did. And that's when it hit me. Like I got this idea that maybe I'm not a girl. Maybe something happened when my mom was pregnant with me and I came out, you know, with like a girl, but I'm actually a boy. So I remember trying to transition. Now, transitioning now is is a common thing amongst amongst the uh the trans community. And but being a little girl, I I never thought that I was 
trance. I just thought that I was, you know, a boy in a girl's body, like something was wrong. But I felt like a girl. Like I wanted to wear dresses. I wanted to wear heels. I I remember walking around in my grandmother's uh, kitchen. Uh, like every, every summer, she would come and get us, and I would love to play dress up because she had these big, like old school little house on the prairie dresses and like these little cute little heels. And I would like going clack 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 on the kitchen floor. So it it was like I maybe something was really messed up with me. So I went years, years, even through adulthood, wondering, you know, is something wrong with me? Am I both a girl and a boy? Am I, you know, male and female? What am I? Um, And I I know around my middle school times, I believe I was in the seventh grade. Well, it was sixth and seventh grade, I remember. You know, I had a really cool dad. (laughs) Um, And he was really into Jordans and because, you know, Jordans, you know, were pretty big. Well, they're still really big, okay? But, um, yeah, so he would buy me Jordans and I'm like okay well I'm I got the I I have the Jordans like the like the boys um then I was like dad can you buy me like some 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 of those long shorts and you know big t-shirts and so I started to dress like a boy and the the crazy thing was I felt cool I felt cool but I still felt like a girl like I I still liked boys. I did not like girls. Like, that was not my thing. And so then I was even more confused because I'm like, okay, if I'm, like, part boy, does that make me, you know, weird that I still like, you know, boys? And so just imagine the identity crisis of this little girl. And finally, when I turned 16 and my doctor, you know, he diagnosed me and, you know, told me that it was just an imbalance of my hormones as if, you know, it was really nothing and put me on birth control pills and all of this stuff. And I'm just like, well, I don't want, you know, my family, you know, going crazy, you know, not that I was not sexually active because I clearly was, but you know, it was just like, I don't want this to be an issue. And I found, you know, years later, ways to really help me to balance my hormones. And um, even now, I, I have a doctor that I talk to, and she actually wrote a book that that you may see on my shelf from time to time and it's called Beyond the Peel and I also have another doctor that I absolutely love her work and her name is Dr. Sarah Gottfried and she talks a lot about hormones and balancing hormones and ways to do it in such a natural way but I can tell you like I have taken steps to really heal my self-esteem because PCOS really affects a woman's self-esteem like so badly and 
it's more than just the the inner symptoms it's really the the symptoms that affect your outer your outer appearance and also that affect your mind um i was blessed to have one son um i haven't been actively trying to have another child or anything like that but um i'm pretty sure you know it's not like we've been trying to not get pregnant right so i'm just like I know that we have a lot of fertility issues and y'all excuse me if you don't know I stutter as well so I will like kind of stutter over words uh, but just bear with me and no that's not a part of PCOS by the way (laughs) it's just something that I have been um, battling with as well so you know I think I'm going to talk about uh, my stutter problem as well but not now but yeah so I have really been focusing on, you know, becoming more healthy and balancing my hormones and boosting my self-esteem. And like I said, I have taken steps necessary. And that's my advice um, and why I wanted to put this on my podcast because I know that there's so many women that is battling with this now and the numbers are just getting greater and greater. And I want every woman, every young girl that is diagnosed or think that she may have PCOS to know that she is beautiful, she is amazing she is attractive she she is everything that she wants to be and i want her you if you are one that is listening with pcos um and even if you know i just want you to know everyone to know that i love you i love you so much and i would love to know you personally and i would love to be in your corner because I know how it is. I know the struggle. I know the pain. And you are not alone. We are not alone. There's so many of us. And we are making this disease not so difficult to live with. Each and every day, even though it may feel hard, but it will get easier. So uh, some things that I've done so far to really help, like with the balancing of my hormones, is I have changed my diet, not so much to where I don't eat the foods that I really enjoy. Like I still eat a fudge round or two. <laughs> um, but I have limited my calories. I have started to eat not just for pleasure, but to eat for nutrition. And I think that that's what's really important is that most of us, we eat just to eat, just so that that it feels good and because it tastes good. When we really need to be eating for nourishment. So that's one thing that I've done. Um, I, I grew facial hair like a man like a full grown beard. I would have a five o'clock shadow by 11 a.m. when I just shaved at 6 a.m., right? So I decided um, last year 
to get LASIK hair removal. Or is it laser? Laser hair removal. There we go. Laser hair removal. I think LASIK is eyes, right? Okay, I don't know. The words sound the same. But I decided to get laser hair removal. And I've been going for months and my face, oh my goodness, it's so pretty. And although I still have hair, okay, hair still grows on my face, it's nowhere near what it used to be. And without me having to shave three times a day, let me say that one more time, three times a day, I would have to shave. I maybe shave twice a week and just because this one little spot grows more hair. So we're going to up the laser a little bit. <laughs> so that and what else? Um, another thing that I do, which I'm going to give you. So this is the third thing. I'm giving you three. Um, the third thing is to just look in the mirror at myself and point out all the things that are beautiful about me. I am beautiful with this hair on my face. I'm beautiful without this hair on on my face. I am beautiful with this weight. I am beautiful as soon as this weight comes off because that's how amazing I am. And I want you to know that for yourself as well. So I really hope and pray that this really touched someone out there today and I hope that you have the confidence and the excitement to continue living happily ever after with this horrible disease that we can make you know living with easier okay So, you know what I love to do? I love to just take a moment to breathe in all of the positive energy. Breathe in the the excitement of knowing that we can actually live with PCOS and we can live with it in a way that brings us peace. There are so many avenues that we can take and If you are someone that is like, well, I'm taking birth control pills to help monitor my PCOS. I don't want you to feel like I'm saying don't do it or anything like that. I definitely say consult with a doctor that's not just trying to, you know, get money from the uh, from the drug companies, but actually consult with a doctor and see what other alternatives you have. Um to really help balance your hormones and regulate your cycle. And then I want you to really exhale anything and everything that is no longer serving you in this moment. PCOS is no longer serving us, but it's something that we have. But now that we know that we have other ways to deal with it, We can let go of the shame. We can let go of the judgment when people see us. We can let go of all of that because we know that we are beautiful. We are powerful. We are gorgeous women. And I really want you to take that and breathe into that and release anything that is no longer serving you. Okay, my sister, and you are complete.